This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little strawberry shortcakes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode. We are all here. Gary's here. Present. Matt. Present. That was that was less hey than I expected from you because like having just heard you say hey a number of times. Yep. I, I already did, I did all the hey's. Before. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I got them out of my system. <laughs> good, good. Hey, Chris. Hey. Hello, Jenna. Hello. And hello to the listeners. So. Right before the show started, Chris, I just saw you outside and you were holding one of those massage bar things, Yeah, which I never knew existed until very recently because Daniel got one. What? You did? Yeah. Oh. Does everyone know what we're talking about? It looks like a piece of your shower that you rub on your back. (laughs) What? I don't know what this is. that, That green hook thing that I use on my back. Oh, that's for your back? Yeah, what do you, you think it was for? for? I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> Although Adam did come up to me, he's like, "This part's the part that goes in your butt, right?" <laughs> it does have that. This could be a very bizarre, gigantic sex toy look. Uh, Perfect well, for the studios here to have in your office. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a long day, man. I've been here uh, since nine a.m. and it's what time is it? Six thirty-nine. So we've been here for a while. So, so. you got to work some knots out. Yeah, had a, had a couple a couple stress knots. But how did you know that this thing existed? Because when Daniel told me that there's a thing <laughs> that you can buy that allows you to massage your own back, I thought, well, that's just crazy. Well, every Sunday I play in a recreational uh, adult basketball league, and uh, one of my teammates had it. Not professional? No. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, one of my teammates had it, and I tried it, and I got one the next day because it felt really good. It's called a Theracane. I thought it was called like a shiatsu bar. Or it might be. Well, I think the brand that I got was Theracane. I don't know All I know is I tried ones. to do it on myself, and um, like I, whatever I did hurt way too fast. Because <clears> the <throat> thing is, <clears throat> I don't know if it's torque or fulcrum or mechanical action or something that I learned in high school. Something happens where I think it's um, no mechanical advantage. Like you just basically you move it a tiny bit, and all of a sudden it's like someone punched you in the back. That's why I don't like massages just in general. I think I feel like there are very few people who know how to actually give a comfortable massage that is both therapeutic and enjoyable. Most of my friends, when they go for massages, they want the Thai girls to fucking shove their heels into your back. Like, I can't I can't do that. I know plenty of people who enjoy people walking on their back too. I'm so sorry to do this because it's just like someone that we all know. But do I sound weird to you guys? Everything sounds weird to me. Okay. No. <laughs> I haven't noticed. Really? It's real echoey and weird. Anyway, losing my mind. Um, so, yeah, I don't uh, – I've never gone for a professional massage, and I've also never had a facial. What? I'm ungirly in that oh way. Oh, my gosh. They're both fantastic. I love massages. Love them. But I've had bad ones, so I understand. Yeah. There's just like a risk, right? If you, yes. t- if you get a bad massage, you're screwed for months. 
Is it that uh, bad? No, I'm no, not for months. For, for days. Me. For like maybe the for like one day. couple hours afterwards okay. that I'm mad about couple it. Hours, you know. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but facials, I almost like better than massages. Tell me about this. Okay. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about the facial because a makeup person actually said to me, "Oh, you're dry," and then she rubbed her hand along my face. Um, my my skin is don't dry. Don't you hate that when people do that? I don't like yes. when they comment like that. No, I hate well, it. I explained. <laughs> I keep my skin kind of dry because I tend to break out, and that here's here's this is where it all went wrong. <laughs> I always had the occasional break. This is skin talk, and don't worry, it's going to get more interesting. Even though I know that you're like, how could it get more interesting? I always had the occasional breakout. And then when I was, I don't know, 14 or, or 15, all of a sudden I had what I would call acne. Like I looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm one of those people who has acne. It's, it's on, on my cheeks. It's almost uh, creating a texture, an unpleasant acne texture. How do I have patches of acne? What the hell? So I called a dermatologist um, and he said – he explained everything. But I remember he, he said you want to get, get your skin as dry as possible. So in my head has always been this thing that the way to avoid breakouts is to keep your skin dry. Hence, now I have – I keep my skin dry and then anyone who does my makeup, you know, admonishes me and tells me I should moisturize. But then I say that will make me break out. But I don't know how much longer I can keep this up because at a certain point you do need to put some sort of something on your face or else you'll be all wrinkly. I feel like I'm heading into wrinkly zone. No. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about skin. I'm like avid about the moisturizer, though. You are? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Oh, so I've, I missed. This is the part that I meant to say, though. So she said I should get a facial before the wedding. You should. But I should do it on the sooner side. Yes. In case my face peels off. Because you do, you can break out after a facial. Ugh. So don't do it like two days before. Gentlemen, have you had facials? This is totally not what I thought you guys were going to talk about. <laughs> Damn it, Matt. <laughs> uh, no, I've not had a facial. So what they're, do they do? They're so relaxing. Suck junk out of your no, pores? They put, yes, they do that. That actually kind of hurts, but Great. they do clean out your pores. They put steam on hurts, your face, like, and then they like, like rub your face. That's what it feels so oh, Gary's had a good. I love facials so much. Yeah, they're delightful. Yeah, they are. They're so relaxing. You've had more than one. Yeah, I've had two, I think. How? I'm uh, proud of you. Circumstances of this? Someone offered to pay for it, and I was like, sure. Someone was upset with your blackheads or something? I guess. And you liked it? I didn't not like it. (laughs) (laughs) Safe answer. (laughs) Did you feel like you were glowing afterwards? Did you notice a difference in your skin? No, I just felt like my face was clean. I mean, how dirty are all of our faces anyway? I, mean, I, don't I know. guess you I never know. They really the time, clean so them out. Probably yeah. pretty fucked they up. They really clean out your face. And you, your skin, I notice my skin is visible. Like, just I can tell right away. It looks better. It's brighter. It feels better. It feels really good. I couldn't really tell a visual difference because, I don't know, I'm not looking that carefully, I guess. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it felt really good. Like, it, my face felt clean. And like it's so nice. Refreshed. I, I think it's more relaxing than a massage because you don't have the moments of like, oh, that hurt. Or like, oh, wow, I'm really tight and tense. <laughs> because in a facial, they just like touch your face and put different stuff on it. And it's like quiet. And I love it. Let's all go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> After we go ice skating. That's yeah. right. I feel, like, I feel like maybe I will get one because the, the way you described it, it sounded nice and non-stressful. It's really relaxing. It is. They like put you into a room with like mood lighting and weird scents and shit. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. relaxing. It's nice. I think it's a trust issue though because everything that they put on my face, I'd be like, what is that? Is that oil-based? What is that? 
No, it's all good stuff. You got to, I mean, go to a nice place. Go to a, Spend some money. Go down and get one near mom's house. Okay. Yeah. An Orange County facial. <laughs> Not to be snobby, but yeah. Definitely. Okay. You don't want penis face on your wedding day. No. Definitely don't. Speaking of penis, <laughs> a lot of people have been saying that whoever said it's pronounced penis, that was like the funniest thing on that show. And I have yeah. a memory. It was what, Matt. What it was, was Matt. that in relation to, though? He could not have been more delighted than that. Said, <laughs> he announced he said, that to the whole house when he we got said, home. Like, that there was a, it was peonies. Oh, like, yeah. Stop shoving peonies down my throat. <laughs> and then Matt said, it's, it's pronounced, pronounced penis. Yes. <laughs> right. The flower that I just don't like. And then like I blacked out after that. That much. <laughs> I'm glad people like that joke. I, as Gary said, I came home and I was like, guys, you're not going to believe the joke I just made. I was very proud of it, too. I believe you got half a chuckle. Yeah. I was going to say, what was the response to that? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's put away that's part crack. of our, that's part of our bit with Matt, yeah. though, Get just, out of you here. You're, you're bugging me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I am very stressed lately, which I've been talking about, but the current stress hell – that's an exaggeration that we're living in, although it is, it's going to end, is – and I don't think it's a problem that I'm going to bitch about this on air because I don't think there's any secret to it. Um, Adam keeps changing the time that the Adam Carolla show starts. So basically all of us are on call. <laughs> and it is – it's weird how much it is making it so that I am like on tinter hooks if that's a bad thing. If it's a good thing, that's not what I'm on. What is a tinter and where does the hook I fit think in? it's a meat hook. Okay. <laughs> but basically, I don't know. I just feel it's, it's like re- it's um, I mean, in addition to the fact that it's really close to the wedding. So I everything I'm I'm overly sensitized to everything. It's just my peace of I, like I have no peace of mind lately. For, it's chipping away. It's for, one of the many things that's chipping away at it. There are you guys experience? But the good news is that we've made like a from here on in, it's going to be this time. And so now we can all go back to having a schedule. But it just made, made me realize how much having a set time for something as mm-hmm. opposed to it could happen at any moment and you will be expected to be there and be prepared. It's making me realize how much that's part of feeling calm for me. Are you guys having this reaction? A well, tinter hook is a hook in a device used to make cloth. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm on. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, for those listening, we usually record the show at 7 p.m. And what's been happening is um, like multiple times like lately like for uh, the shows, we've been getting emails on the day of the show saying uh, it's moved up to 4.30 which, by the way, multiple times I've had my show scheduled at that time. So then, but thankfully, we've been able to reschedule mine most yeah. of them. So we've had to do a lot of switching guests. Gary and August have had to call the guests and have them come in earlier, trying to get them in. Um, yeah, so it's just been crazy. Uh, and I have I have to come in with news ready. Yeah. So sometimes I will be like, okay, I have an hour between here and here. That's when I'm going to prepare the news. But then when we move it up, I don't have that time and I'm not gonna, even going to get here in time. So then I feel like there's no, not really any, any excuse for not being good at your job. And so that's what makes me nervous. Yeah. So this morning, uh, Matt and I are here, the only ones here. And Matt gives me the – like for today, he's, he, he pulls me aside and says, Chris, I just want to let you know we're moving it to 430 today. So I'll be sending the email soon. And the first thing I asked was, oh, man, how does Allison and Brian deal with this? Because you guys um, have – you guys have been here every show. It's not like you're missing it or – not one email's out. I can't make it because you have something planned. So you guys are always on call, which I don't know why, but that was my, my first reaction. Was, oh, how is Allison and Brian dealing with this? Not <laughs> well, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian 
doesn't have to prepare ahead of time. Yeah, but he drives from the West That's Coast. That's true. I mean, West, West Coast. Coast. West Coast. <laughs> you're right. You're right. The drive for him is probably hell. Yeah. Well, I drove from Orange County today. No. But but still, I think, point taken. I think I am the only person in this company that doesn't directly impact because I'm here anyway. So for me to switch it from 7 to 4.30, if anything, almost benefits me because I get to go home a little earlier than I thought I did. Right. But at the same, same time, coming – like pulling into the parking lot at 8.59 and then getting a call from Adam at 9.02 saying, tell everybody we're going to 4.30 – it's a simple email for me, but at the same time, I'm very aware, and I'm, and Adam's very aware too. You know, he's always very apologetic about it. He's just he's crazy right now. He's running around like nuts. So, Allison, have you gotten an apology? I I didn't get the apology. That was not. I couldn't read that in the font. The, the email. I I read a. Uh, uh, he appreciates you guys being so flexible or something. Yeah, there's yeah. something like yeah. that I had to put in. And if it's lost, it's my fault for being lost in translation because I guess for me, I'm just like guys, we're doing this at 4:30. I'm not necessarily looking to uh, poetically reinstate Adam's message to all of you guys. That's probably my fault if you guys feel that Adam is doing this, you know, out of malice or something. I mean like some kind of dictator who just issues orders yeah, and know, expects he... people to show up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's... definitely not. I didn't think it was that way. I'm glad that didn't cross your mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying um, he's he's doing it. Okay. Well, that actually makes me feel better. I was not aware that he was aware how much this is. He's definitely not aware. super easy. I I would like to see the email that I sent. I, I can't remember. I feel like I, I read had it. To say I read it in a like panic. Okay. So you know what? Let's just. Are well, you going to find well, it? Well, Gary? While you're while you're looking for it. Up. Yeah. Um, yes. What's up, fuckers? We're starting four thirty. <laughs> Deal with it. No, I, I, Hashtag. Sorry, not sorry. I do yeah, feel seriously. bad that Matt always has to be the messenger for those kind of messages, uh, just because it's like, oh, I hate Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never thought I hate Matt about this. Thank you. Oh. Just well, kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because you Just... were when I came into your office and I literally stamped my foot. <laughs> but you, you know what? But I, but I, yeah, but I think that I prefaced it with like, I'm going to stamp my foot now. <laughs> this is how That's I true. feel. Yeah. So it was all kind of joking. But uh, Matt was Matt was kind and he understood. Yeah, so Matt probably uh, is the, the most okay with it just because he comes here at 9 in the morning and then he'll leave at 3-ish. Yeah. And then he'll come back at six for the show and leave again at eight thirty. That's his. That's every day that we do the show. So he he gets like he works a split shift every day. Yeah, Matt slipped up a little bit on the apology. There's no in apology that he, in there. In that he didn't put it. No, in. it's just, it's there's an explanation, which I guess is a form of an Adam apology, like why this is happening. Oh yes, I because thank he's focused you. on the Newman doc again. I will take responsibility if other people are feeling like that these changes are not coming I with haven't dis- the respect from Adam. Because I haven't that's my discussed fault it with anyone. That. I don't know. All yeah. I know is I feel. Uh, I, I just know how I feel. I haven't. Yeah. Right. No. No. No big. Except for. But from my know, point of view, big. I'm my thought is always <laughs> just whatever Adam says goes. That's the way that my life has ran for the last four years. And yes, that's how all of our lives are currently. Yeah, but that's, that's what happens when you when you work for the number one podcast in the world. There's a reason why we're the number one. Adam's great at his job, and we have to be there to support him in, making, in keeping it the number one. This so, is just – I think this is harder on you and Brian because I feel like me, Matt, and Chris are on – I mean if I get a phone call and I'm at home and it's like be at the shop in 15 minutes, like I'm going to be at the shop in 15 minutes. Like, yeah, it's call. normally it's not as much of a problem as it has been lately just because, as I've said, in leading up to the wedding, I've got all these 
a well, I, the the first or one of the men, one of the times it happened, I was actually recording voiceover for another project, and so that was like, oh shit! I now I don't know what to do because here's two paying gigs. One of them obviously is my main gig, um, but that actually worked out fine. But I just it just so happens that it keeps coming up on days when I have other things that I'm scheduled. But whatever, you know don't, what? Don't you like getting out earlier? Well. Well, yes, in th- yeah. yes, in theory I do. Yeah, but you know, are still open. You can watch your TV shows live when they air. I know that part is nice. Yeah, you know what else is nice? What doing something nice for your significant other on Valentine's Day or yourself? Mm. You should get your significant other or yourself. I'm really driving home this thing. Do this nice for your, do this nice thing for yourself because Sherry's berries are so delicious. I feel like why wait for someone else to buy them for you? Just get yourself some Sherry's berries. They are super. Big, juicy, delicious strawberries dipped in all different kinds of chocolate. There's white chocolate with swizzle. That's my personal favorite. There's milk chocolate with nuts. There's dark chocolate with chocolate chips. And and there's even more kinds of berries and other delicacies uh, that you can get from Sherry's Berries. But their berries are the thing I think they are probably most known for. And for just $19.99, you can get these delicious delicious Sherry's Berries, which is over a 40% savings. Or you can double the berries for just $10 more. And you just need my code, best friend, when you order. Uh, again, they are so – everyone who orders them, because they heard me talk about them, tells me – how good they are, and sometimes people will tweet us photos. And anyone who receives that, like they're just they're, you, you absolutely cannot go wrong with Sherry's berries. So you guys should get them for yourself or for someone for Valentine's Day. And here's the only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal, where you get giant freshly dipped strawberries starting at nineteen ninety nine, or double the berries for just ten dollars more. Visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in best friend. Once again, that's berries.com. Click on the microphone and type in best friend, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Microphone, best friend. Hurry. Offer ends today. Get on this, you guys. Okay. Yes, Matt. You were about to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say that. Chris showed me an email of uh, an apology email that I sent to the whole staff about Adam postponing the shows. Oh, this was sent uh, February 6th. Uh, Adam just called me. It's contractor. Show's changing up. We're going to be wrapping the show, blah, blah, blah. He apologizes. And then I said, this will be the last switch up. <laughs> but that, that part, you know, it's because of the TV show. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're switching up for a different reason now. But anyway, I just wanted to say that it wasn't in my head. I did apologize at one point on behalf of Adam. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry that I – if I didn't adequately – Remember that. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I want to say a quick thing about the whole Woody Allen thing. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I just do want to quickly address it Um, because I, you know, got a lot of reaction from from our discussion about Woody Allen, Dylan Farrow stuff on last week's episode. And some of the response, I mean, a lot of it was was good. People appreciated what we had to say. But then I did receive some emails from people um, who really felt upset with our take on it, or with, with my take on it in particular, and felt and, – and these are people who I've had correspondence with before or people who I know are listen to the show often – and um, it was kind of – it was confusing to me at the beginning uh, how much people felt, for, for lack of a better word, kind of betrayed and let down and disappointed by my take 
on it. And I couldn't really figure out why this was happening. And then all of a sudden I had an epiphany the other night, which is I think that for a lot of people, I stand for being the kind of person that anyone can talk to that cares about an individual person's experience, that wants to know how people are doing. I mean, this is this is who I am. I think I am a very empathetic person. I'm a sensitive person. I, I don't believe in tough love. Uh, I mean, obviously, there are times where that's that's called for. But in general, I'm, I'm a pretty nice, touchy-feely person. And, you know, I want to hug everyone, but I especially want to hug the people who need hugs the most. And so I think if you're looking at this situation, like here is an innocent child who's been victimized versus this powerful Hollywood figure, it would be really confusing that I am not instantly siding with the one who appears to be downtrodden and the the one who appears to need protection the most. I think if you're looking at it that way, I totally get why it would be surprising that my reaction was we let's reserve judgment. We don't know yet. Um, So I totally get that. I I think, though, the reason I had that reaction is in my head, I can just imagine a scenario where Ironically, it's the accused. And again, I'm not talking about Woody and Dylan at this point. I'm just talking about a hypothetical situation. You could, you could imagine a situation where it is the accused who is the person who actually is powerless going up against a monolith of people who can't even entertain the idea that this accusation isn't true. And so that's sort of my orientation was more like that. Like to me, that is the thing that I would be most afraid of. And actually someone close to me was falsely accused of abusing his kids. Uh, His wife wanted a divorce. She first had his dog put down, and then she um, got the kids to say that he had molested them. Uh, Two of the kids wouldn't go along with it. One of them, you know, two, two authorities wouldn't wouldn't say that it happened. And then she kidnapped them. Um, I don't exactly know what happened, but the suggestion is that during that time there was brainwashing. Got one to – because the youngest one wouldn't say it happened because it hadn't happened, got one of them to say that it did happen. I mean the guy's life was ruined. Like he's broken from it. And the kid who lied about it uh, has also – like it really, really negative – negatively affected his life as well because he feels so guilty about the whole thing. It was just a, a total mess. Um, it all, you know, all the charges were dropped. Like it all came out what happened. I, I don't think I, I think everyone is now clear on what happened, that this was made up. This didn't this wasn't the truth. However, when he went to get his he had been cleared of the charges. Everything was in the open now. When he went to get his kids, there was like a mob of people yelling things at him like do-gooders for lack of a a better term, yelling things at him, trying to prevent, like create a physical blockade between him and the kids. Like that that kind of accusation is so nuclear that it just, you, you cannot bounce back from it, which is why I'm so afraid of just believing it on the face of it. But again, I think it is awful that someone is trying to say 
a horrible thing that if facing their fears, speaking out about what happened to them and wouldn't be believed. And I get that that is something that is not OK as well. So I just wanted to put that put that out there. I just want to say that that was very well said. Oh, thank and you. I very much agree with you because I've had similar experience with someone close to me as well. And it was so horrible and sad. But again, I thought about it a lot because I saw a lot of the reaction too on Twitter and social media. And I felt really sad that people didn't think we felt sympathetic. That was to... the weirdest one for me to be to, – for someone to say, where's my compassion? Where's my empathy? Was, where's my sensitivity? Yeah. It was – it wasn't like how could they say that? It was really – I really didn't understand how they were seeing it. That I, it was very, very surreal. It was, and I felt really terrible because I don't want people to think I don't feel bad. I think the whole situation is just horrible and sad. And anyway, you said it really well, and I just want to piggyback on what you said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In uh, less serious things, should we do some just mirror everyone, or do we have anything else? How's everyone's life? What's going on out there? Doing good. Just looking forward to some Just Me or Everyone's. <laughs> awesome. Um, Allison wants your iTunes oh, yeah. comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Right? Please leave her some yes. iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Sorry to change the game on you guys there. No, that's, but, it's, I'm glad you did. Let's do an iTunes comment of the week from Super Dave 310 It's And it's titled, It's like the lobby of a college dorm. I listened to the Adam Carolla show from the first day and really enjoyed Adam, Brian, Bald Brian, and Teresa, who I had a crush on. Naturally, when she left, I was a little saddened because I then had to get used to this new girl, Allison. Over time, instead of a crush, I think I just fell in love with Allison. So naturally, when she started her own podcast, I followed suit and loved it. It's funny. It's unpredictable. It's silly in many ways, but serious in others. She's a great interview on the Monday shows, having simple conversations with guests that turn out to be so enlightening and different. It's the Thursday shows that I really enjoy, however. The gang just sitting around talking. I feel as if I'm in the room chatting along with a group of friends. In fact, I sometimes imagine it's all of us in the lobby of a girl's dorm. We're sitting around waiting on Matt to get out of the bathroom so we we can all go out and get (laughs) 1 a.m. donuts. I'm sitting on the couch between Gary and Jenna, and Chris and Allison are on the other couch. Everyone is laughing and having fun, but Jenna, my good friend, keeps prodding me because she knows I have a crush on Allison, and she's urging me to finally say something, because that's how you roll in college. Anyways, keep up the great work, keep it funny, and my last thought, I love Facts of Life too. Joe was my first real crush, as I consider the day I discovered Nancy McKeon to be the day I discovered girls. I was eight. Your fan, Dave. Thanks, Dave. I love that comment. <laughs> I The part that I thought was interesting, I mean, the whole thing's interesting, I love this fan fiction that people are writing involving all of us. We've been all over. <laughs> we have. Me too. Chris, you've been in an orgy. Jenna yeah. instigated it. Me too. It. <laughs> yeah. We've been in various college dorm rooms. Yes. Have we been in a hot tub? Oh, geez. Not yet. No, I guess someone just wrote us about eating ice cream stoned in a hot tub. We oh, weren't man, there. That sounds awesome. Eating ice cream in a hot tub does sound exciting. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. fantastic. Oh, I've never done it. I've never done it. Oh, you have to. Is it because... Is it the be, contrast? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's it's the contrast of the hot and the cold. As as I said, it, it's it's like a, like hot fudge on on ice cream or something. Just that. Yeah, you're, but your your whole body's immersed. It's your whole body's eating it. Your whole body's. <laughs> it. <laughs> it should also be pointed out that, like in your fan fiction, when we record these shows, I actually am in the bathroom. I just have a <laughs> microphone in there. That's and right. And I'm really good at just reading your guys' body language. That's, That's right. why it seems like I'm in the room with you. Um, but what I was going to say <laughs> is that, that, that <laughs> <laughs> none from me. <laughs> is that 
he put himself on a couch between Gary and Jenna and Chris and me on a different couch. And I wasn't in the room. I, well, you're I in the bathroom. I thought that was weird, too. You did? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, was, I, would I like that seating be, arrangement. Maybe he wanted to see us. He wants to stare at you. Okay. Well, obviously, and I'm the, I have to poke him. So. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. I mean, like, literally, like, tut, like <laughs> whatever. Well, me and Allison alone on the couch weird. in this scenario. I mean, I... He's trying By the to way, when I was me. in college, you couldn't really hang out in the lobby of a girl's dorm if you weren't a girl. That yeah, was that lame college you go to. Man. Uh, NYU is like do whatever you want. Yeah, so was LMU. <laughs> yeah, we had co-ed dorms as well. Yeah, no, we had co-ed dorms, but there were dorms that were specifically male and female, and it was there were r- different rules at those. Uh, ones. And the co-ed okay. dorms, yeah, you could hang out in the lobby, no problem. Right. Yeah. Wait, he's trying to cockblock you, Chris? Well, if I'm sitting, uh, if I'm sitting in a in a dorm room with a girl, it's a dorm lobby, bro. Oh, it's a, it's a lobby? I thought it was a dorm room. Lobby, we're, waiting on, we're waiting on that. Yeah, it doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. Room or lobby. Room or lobby. I'm sitting next to a, a, a pretty lady. When Chris is in the room, room, it's just on. doesn't matter what oh, yeah. room he's in. I'll turn it on. It's just There's on. a reason we're just sitting, just me and her, I think. Oh, so and, no we, one's pay, and no one's getting the leave, hint? Leave, leave me alone. Yeah. Let me do my thing, and then if it doesn't work out, go ahead. Right. <laughs> right. We're about to have a conversation about all your posters, of your MC Escher posters with hands drawing themselves. <laughs> nice. There was a ton of those when I went to college. MC, MC Escher paintings, definitely a college staple. Because exactly. they're, ju- they're just trippy enough to make your friends think that you're like cooler than they are. <laughs> so what's everyone doing for Valentine's Day? Are you doing anything? Uh, yeah, I've got several plans. That's uh, going to color me mine. That's right. I'm starting out. <laughs> Wait, what? Starting out <laughs> Friday. <laughs> this is the plan. Friday, <laughs> loud and clear. That's right. Friday, we're going out to dinner, uh-huh. followed by a 10-hour lovemaking session. Okay. And then with what little energy we have left on Saturday, we're going to, <laughs> we're going to color me mine, and we're going to make each other Valentine's. What are you making? Do you know yet? Yes. We'll oh, find out gonna, when I get there. You're just I mean, going to pick. On. Okay. It's color me mine. It's a new surprise every time. Have you been there before? When I was much younger. It's been a very long time. When I proposed this to my girlfriend, she said it was cheesy. And then I said, if it's Valentine's Day, that's the time to do a cheesy date. Uh-huh. Uh, but I do know certain friends of mine who may or may not be running the board on this show that yeah, were recently at Color Me Mine. And what? that's where I got an the idea, idea taken from. from me. It was an idea taken from Gary. It's an idea taken from my girlfriend. Oh, that was her but idea? She, yeah, she wanted to, I don't know. She like, like, we can go do that, like thinking I would never say yes. I'm like, okay. No problem. Here's I the think thing. this is great. I think it's I do great. Too. I'm excited, and I will say that as a as a kid growing up, I hated drawing. I'm terrible at drawing, but I'm very good at coloring. <laughs> Give me a set of markers, a crayons, and a page with already clearly drawn outlines. I will stay within those lines. Is that how Color Me Mine works? Yeah, you get a. No, it's a free for all. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to. What I'm saying is that rather than a, a picture with lines pre-drawn, you have a uh, cup, a, plas- a plaster figurine. It doesn't have to just be a cup. They have animals and all kinds of stuff. And then, yeah, you just paint it. So it's kind of like coloring. In fact, it's exactly second. like coloring. Wow, what's up? I'll put up a picture. All right, cool. There you guys. Uh, but I used to do it all the time as a kid. I don't, I don't even know why. Maybe it was just like summer camp field trips and school field trips. I feel like I did a lot of – plaster painting as a child mm-hmm. it's, it's been a very long time i'm excited all right this is this is top be that ridiculous. chris well no I'm, I'm no i'm just i have a question what what's color me mine uh, <laughs> this okay. has been yeah, confusing for you that was a strategic <laughs> a move to look like the straightest guy in the room uh, i really i really question. i really have no idea so color me mine uh you walk into the door and they just have shelves of pre-made I keep saying plaster. I don't know if that's the right material. It's uh, ceramic. 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 Sorry. So they've got ceramics. They have bowls, cups, 
figurines, whatever. And obviously different price points depending on how large the figurine is. And you literally just sit at tables with paints and after you're done, they put it in the kiln and they warm it up for oh. you. And then a couple of days later, you pick it up. You oh, you don't even – I thought you made your own pots and stuff first. No. You, know, you, do, you don't throw the stuff. Strictly, oh. strictly the painting part, oh, which actually was my girlfriend's messy. complaint. It's called she glazing. Said, glazing, yeah. Actually, oh. when, I provo- when I mentioned this to my girlfriend, she said that she wanted to – it would have been more fun for right. her if she got to make the thing. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm with fine, her. Fine, but too bad. <laughs> so it's like build a bear but with like pots. That's like right. You just go and it's you like customize your own things. But painting. Okay. Yep. That's cool. It's gonna be a that's great, a great day. I like that. that sounds, yeah, Thank that's you. good. It's very I'm sweet. Happy with it. It's I'm, very sweet. I'm very excited. Girlfriend's a lucky gal. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Oh, oh! Someone made a hippo. A dinosaur. Not just any it's someone. A dragon. Okay. Dragon. <laughs> Gary. It's really good. Is that you painted that, Gary? No. Or GF painted that. Yeah. Nice. Those are your scratchers? Uh no, those are hers. No. Oh. Did she win? Yeah, she did. Nice. What did she win? I can't see. Uh, like ten bucks, I think. They're just there because. We have to go cash it in next time she comes back. Nice. Well, that's some real incentive to come back. There you go. Heck yeah. What are you going to do for Valentine's Day? Not a thing. Chris? I think I'm going to sit home and watch House of Cards. <laughs> so, have you started it yet? No, but Matt just did, and I know this season two starts soon. Did Valentine's you like Day. it? Yeah. Do you like I it? Am have we already talked through. about it on the show? We have not. I'm halfway through it. I'm on episode seven. I'm very much enjoying it. Really? I would say that the first episode was a little bit uh, confusing to me. I didn't quite understand why. Why he I... was using a foghorn leghorn accent? Yeah, the accent's a little bit strange, especially having seen as many Kevin Spacey movies as I have. I know he's putting on an accent. But yeah, the first episode I thought was a little confusing is really the right word for it. But I thought that the second episode made me understand that it's really a two-part episode that you kind of just have to watch back-to-back. And then by the end of the second one, I was in. Because all the little pieces that were placed in the first episode that didn't make any sense to me, by the end of the second one, I realized all the dominoes fell, or the house of cards fell, (laughs) and I've been hooked ever since. I'm not as politically uh, motivated as Gary is. I don't like the West Wing especially. Um, Political talk in general doesn't interest me but i will say that there's enough going on there's enough interesting characters that i'm super excited to finish it and i'm ready for season two I yeah know what... i go ahead i couldn't i couldn't get through it I, I i thought it was so overrated it just never really grabbed me maybe i don't know why i mean i know i should give it another chance because i know of i've heard of some things that happened that i was like oh that sounds interesting you know so i should go back to it but for me it was house of no yes gary i <laughs> I know what he meant, but I'm wondering if the listeners thought it was sounded as weird as I did when Matt said, I'm not as politically motivated as Gary. I don't like the West Wing. <laughs> That's true. That was kind of a funny sentence. But yeah. you get what I'm but saying, I, though. I just yes. political content, right. whether it's fictional or not, right. is something not I as interested in it. I yeah. like, although I do like Veep, which is a hilarious show, although that took a really long time for me to get into that show. Yeah, that show's hard to get into, I the find. First, the whole yeah. first season. Once you're in, you're in. That yeah, yeah. the whole first season I thought was a little bit like, I don't even know why I'm watching this, but I'm going to keep doing it. And then by the premiere of the season two, episode one, I was like, oh, these characters are all hilarious. I know them all, and now I love it. So for me, House of Cards, in a weird way, reminds me of like a really dramatic version of Veep because hmm. it's – it's about the sort of political backstabbing. It's just that in Veep, it's very funny. And on House of Cards, it's very real. Well, I'm watching In Treatment now. Have you guys seen that? I, I've seen like a half an episode of one of those, and it confused me. 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta give it more. Each episode is like a little short story. It's so I don't know. I Daniel was always saying how good it was. Um, and then I don't know something ended, so we decided to to start watching it, and now I'm super hooked on that. But um, you know what else I enjoy? Reading books, but and not just reading them with my eyeballs and my finger mouthing the words. I enjoy hearing them, and that is why I like Audible.com, and I think it is also why you guys like Audible.com. I'm sure you've heard of them. They're a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Uh, listening to Audiobooks is such a great way to consume books, and then you'll never be bored, and it's totally engrossing and immersive, and uh, I recommend it. I'm currently listening to I Can Barely Take Care of Myself, Tales from a Happy Life Without Kids by Jen Kirkman. She was on the show. Perhaps you heard that episode and you're familiar with her, and if and if so, I highly recommend her book. She reads it herself, um, and it's really funny. And it is in her voice, literally and figuratively. You can purchase individual books. For real savings, you can sign up for the Audible Listener Program, which, which gives you book credits every month for a low fee. That is what my fiancé Daniel does, and that is why I am privy to the plot of Stephen King's latest book, because he was listening to it and was so excited by it that he told me about it, even though I don't like scary books. And I said, no, don't tell me, don't tell me. And then he did that thing where he told me just enough that I was like, oh, fine, just tell me the rest. Because I was so creeped out. I wanted to hear how creepy it gets. And now I know, and now I don't want to know. Thanks. Over 150,000 titles in every genre, fiction, history, romance, mystery, th- thrillers, sci-fi, self-development, kids, young adults. You get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash BFF. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash BFF. Can I ask a question about TV? Yes. Matt and I have been trying to watch season three of Homeland. And I was really, really into seasons one and two. Did you watch season three? Was that the most recent one? Yes. It takes a while. How long? Because we're three episodes in and Matt's done. And I don't know if don't I should be keep done. going by myself. No, you. <laughs> I'm trying to re- – I remember what happens at the end, but it hooks you. But for at the beginning, it's like what is going on and now they're there and what? Yeah. What if you already kind of know what happens at the end? Like it was ruined for you. Does Gary point, know as well? I don't. So you don't? I'm wow. Um, I I, I don't purposefully know. avoided that I, information. I saw it everywhere though. I began to get pretty hooked near the end of it, but it took me a while. I, yeah, I was really like, "What has happened to this show?" It gives me and something, me and Gary, something to bond over. Now, and my have you had have you seen Brody yet? Yeah, yes, we just watched it. That was episode three. That that was kind of the low point, right? When you're <laughs> yeah, in that, God, I fucking hope so. I was. Pretty, that was that was, the, that was the ultimate. What the fuck is this, and why are we here now? What that yeah. was the ultimate of, for that that for me. Yeah, Matt tried to bail after two, which I wasn't. I was still okay with it, but I, at the end of three, I was like, I think I turned to him and I was like, "Well, fuck that." No, I, I would <laughs> recommend exact, yeah, sticking with it. Okay, I'm trying to remember. I, I like that answer. That's what I wanted yeah. you to say. That's why it I gets asked. better. It gets better. It, has to. Oh yeah, no, I'm remembering. It absolutely has to get better. Yeah, yeah, no, it gets it all of a sudden gets a lot. I mean, you might you might take issue with what happens, but it all of a sudden ramps up and gets like a lot better. I think that's right around the corner if I remember. Cool. Um, okay, now we should do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? All right. Robert DeLego says, belated 
Xmas JMO. <clears throat> when receiving a card for holidays and no money or check is inside, we'll read card before counting up money. Yeah, I do that. I do the complete opposite. Me too. I do the. Is that bad? I do the thing where you take the card like on left or right side of your hand. You kind of push push it so that it <laughs> it opens up so that whatever check or money is in it will just drop out the bottom. And then I throw the card in the trash. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I read the card. But I'm always money first. <laughs> always check first. Well, it's especially if you're opening it in front of somebody, like at a birthday. Oh, that's different. Like at a birthday dinner or something. <laughs> I still do it. No, like I will, I'm like immediately I, like pull a weird move and like put it behind the card almost as if like I did not see the check. Because uh-huh. I don't want to like – I don't know. I don't want to – because then three cards later you're going to get one that's empty and I don't want that person to feel like – I don't know. It's a touchy situation. Yeah, I actually don't like the opening in front of people thing. Oh, I'm I not, hate me it. Neither. I'm not wild yeah. about it either. I had. It's like, have you? Had, are you having like a wedding shower or anything? I don't. I don't people have been. I don't think I'm going to doing the card I think thing. I just. But like, then I sort of feel like maybe thank I should. You is the whole my point? mom's friend. But, but is, then when you're giving a gift, I love seeing the face when they their face when they open it, or I like being there. I don't, Interesting. I don't know. So maybe but I hate we should think of, of others instead of ourselves. I can, yeah, I can never give a gift <laughs> to myself. <laughs> yeah, the, the real whole, gift is for them. The whole point of showers is gifts, right? Yes. Is that what it is? Are you being showered with gifts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how I feel weird about that. But it still feels weird to like read the card and then you have to like take a few seconds and you really have to read it and then like do you say like – Thank you for that comment. Or like, I mean, it's just it, it's awkward. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I know poem. this is probably going to sound fucked up, but if I was in your position, I would feel weirder about the fact that I know that in the next four years I'm going to get invitations to like six of these, and even if I don't want to go, I have to send a gift, and then I'd be like regretful, like why didn't I fucking cash in? Because yeah, I know that's fucked up. Yeah, no, I know, I I've, know. I mean, I've seen this is so many of these showers, and they're just ridiculous. You get a lot of great gifts, but yeah. yes, Two then you do feel obligated. More than one person has has offered to throw me a shower, and I just haven't taken them up on it. Maybe I should because I mean it's the only. Well, no, you can have a baby shower. Yes. I, so I was going to say it's the only time in your life you can have a shower, but a I can do baby shower. You can do baby shower. A shower is not just fun to go to. Maybe they probably. Lot, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of ridiculous rituals. It feels yeah. Okay. They're okay. Don't, don't you just play games and drink Ugh. and. My f- I had two showers. So I had one with, like, my mom's friends, which was definitely more formal and, like, you know, you're kind of, like, ad- on display a little mm-hmm. bit for your, your mom. Well. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I had a friend one in New York that yeah. was just, like, a party. That was And that was, like, very casual. We were just, like, on a rooftop and had good food and that was fun. <laughs> but it was it still felt a little, like, forced. Yeah. Just a little bit. I guess, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Rick Baldwin says, I hate going into a furniture store just to browse because I know I'm getting the salesperson's hopes up. Um, I like to dash those real fast by saying, just looking. I don't do a lot of browsing. I'm pretty polite because, yeah, you get the aggressive salesman. Oh, can I help you with anything? What are you doing? And I just say, nope, just, I'm fine. Yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah, that's what you have to do. This Mm -hmm. reminds me of what we were talking about last week when we were talking about our jobs in retail and how (laughs) boring it is and how when people come into your store, you can't determine if they're going to – this is what this reminds me of. So I would say that I'm always quick to push somebody off who's trying to help me, but as someone who was on the other side, there's nothing 
more excruciating than not being able to help someone because you just want something else to do. Well, well, I think it also depends on, like, what kind of furniture store because some of these guys work on commission, and that's a special kind of asshole. Yeah. Same, same, <laughs> no, it, no, it is. It I'm is. sorry. Really it is. is. I was just going to say. Because the bored person who just wants something to do, like, doesn't bug me as much as the guy – who's trying to sell me a car or something, who I know has a vested financial interest in getting me to buy something from him. Agreed. I, uh, whenever I go to any any uh, music store, guitar store, they, they work off a commission. And there's this one douche that that works at the uh, uh, store by my old house that I um, I would go there all the time. And he would never let me play any of the nice guitars because he said I, I played too hard. I, I played wrong. And, you know, I had bad technique. And, you know, he wouldn't let me play any of it. And then um, – and so whenever I come in, he would he, he and he would do it to all the kids that would ever want to play the nice guitars. He would do it to everybody. And then you know now I'm a lot older, so I go there and uh, and I'm trying. So he's just he's just a douche. Uh, I grew up thinking like I hate this guy, and I went to buy a couple of guitar pedals, like pretty expensive guitar pedals. And so I asked him if I could see him behind the glass, and he looks and he's like, "Are you going to buy him?" Or I hate this guy. Yeah, and I just and I thought, well, I really needed them, so I said, yeah, I'm going to buy them. He's like, "All right, you can try them out." It's like, why does that even matter? I don't like this. And then guy when he found out, when he, and then when, <laughs> then when I gave him, you know, my credit card to buy them, and then he started, you know, being all jokey with me and and nice, like, oh, I'll give you a gift card too, and things like that, and and like and just like saying all these jokes, like it was just so weird because I was actually spending a lot of money now, and he became my friend, but before that he was such a jerk. And Is this? Did you say? It was, cool. Did you say what store it was? Uh, no. Is it the big one? It's it's pretty big, but they might be a sponsor later, so I don't want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it the one that sells American-made Stratocasters? I don't remember. Da, 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 I'm not da, da, saying da. anything. Okay. It was just this guy. I have nothing, I have nothing against the store. There's a, there's, a live drop yeah, right there. I know, there oh, was two, there was two, there's two different ones it could be. Uh, there's one in particular that is, uh, if they're a sponsor, that's great. But I always felt like it's like, a, it's like, it's like going onto a car lot. It is. At that place. Because there's that thing where if you balk at how expensive something is, they'll point to like a shitty cheap one and be like, well, there's always that. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't want a ukulele. I, I knew <laughs> – I, I met a car salesman a couple weeks ago and, yeah, he, he was just telling me like it's just – it's all about the hustle and and it, and it just – he was uh, saying that there are tricks and things that they do to people. And I don't, so I, I don't trust car salesmen after that conversation. I mean I didn't really trust him before that but – Right. Yeah, it's just – it's yeah, so there's this article that I read on Edmunds.com years ago that ex- I think someone went and got a job at a car dealership for a little while to write about it. It was really interesting. And it reminded me a lot of actually joining a gym, which is the other time you deal with that kind of hustle. Mm. Oh, yeah. Julia Redgate says, I always have two to three drinks going when I'm at work so I can switch between flavors and temperatures, i.e. hot tea, water, and orange juice or soda. Yes. I don't know. I like oh, yeah. have the multiple drinks. Uh, when Jen was singing in the green room, I don't know if she saw me, but I brought, I took out like five glasses out of my office uh, because, yeah, I, I do that exact thing. I don't know how people can commit to just hot one. tea and orange juice at the same time? Sure. Not, yeah. Really? Well, I mean, just different things. I you want, you want variety. You want at the same time. I feel like with weird. coffee, you you need something cold. That's the thing. Yeah. So that's the main one that you need something else besides just coffee. Well, coffee just, just makes it so dry. So imagine the hot and the cold, but your body's immersed in hot water while you're eating <laughs> a vanilla bean ice cream. It's vanilla it's, bean, it's beautiful. Oh, really? You're not Try down it. with the bean? I love vanilla bean, but I don't know if like if I were in a hot, I don't know. I'd want to be more vanilla? gluttonous or something, maybe. Like what? Like you're Cookie in a dough? hot tub, yeah, or something, something a little more exciting, more mm. decadent. Yes, thank you. 
Abe Lopez no is recommending Maria Bamford come on this podcast. And I agree. We should get her on. You really uh, should. She's Kenneth, so funny. I know. Does that mean we I get to hang her. out with her or only you do? <laughs> oh, that'd be just me. Okay. Or everyone. But if she's listening, <laughs> be on my podcast. Uh, Kenneth Boehm says that was... That was great, Matt. <laughs> His face afterwards. It was the face, laugh. yeah. <laughs> His eyebrows Anyone? perked up. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Oh, oh, I told Matt about this, but I have to tell you guys, I majorly fondleered over the weekend. Now, I know that that has come to mean a number of things. <laughs> yeah, you had to be very specific. Let's all, let's all guess. I guess you showed butt crack. <laughs> what do you guess? That's well, just called Matt crack. That's, that's not, not fondleering. Oh, is that not one of the things? No. Well, I feel like it could be. Is it the towel thing? That's, no, that doesn't count for you. That was one of them, but that it doesn't count for Yeah, her. it doesn't count for you. But what else is fondleering? Well, we all... What do you think? Did you rollerblade? <laughs> <laughs> That's just my thing. That's yeah, not fondleering. <laughs> do you have a guess, Gary? The only... God, there's so many of them. The only thing I can think of right now is that you showered without turning mm. around. No, no, no one got it. I began choking. In an, at an inopportune time, because remember he was at Evita, and it was this the quiet, beautiful elegiac song that this actress her one moment, and he began choking and coughing during it, which I think came up because I'm always afraid that that's going to happen because I can go from sitting there to all of a sudden like I swallow my spit wrong and then suddenly I'm having a coughing attack. So I um, had a makeup trial. And my throat had been a little bit irritated earlier. That, and I, I am getting over being sick. And my throat had been sort of irritated. What's and, a makeup trial? Oh, oh, that's <clears throat> sorry. I, <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm taking a sigh because of the bullshit that weddings are. <laughs> that is, so you you hire a makeup person for your wedding, and before you decide on the person, you have a trial, which is where they put makeup on you, and you decide if you like it or not. Do you do it like right then? Like you have to reject the person to their face if you no, don't like it. You no, have you have been eliminated. From- <laughs> yeah, no rose for you, fucker. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's not always to decide whether you want them or not. It might just be to figure out how you want your makeup on the day. Like you may have already hired them. Usually, you just follow up with them afterwards. Interesting. Yeah, no the, but their language is like, no, if you choose, if you choose to go forward, that's how they yeah. say it. Do you get cross-examined by another makeup person? <laughs> Because if we're going to call it a makeup trial, right. I just feel like there should be some counterpoint here. There should be. Oh, yeah. No. But... Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Jeez. so I think I've been breathing in a lot of makeup powder over the course of this. I don't know. But anyway, mm. all of a sudden we're standing there and we're talking. And all of a sudden I feel it happen in my throat. And I go – and here's the thing that's the scariest for the other person is that it involves a slight tickle and then a choke and then a huge intake of air. So I go <gasps> – and then just start coughing so much. And I'm like kind of – it was like one of the worst episodes of Fondaleering I've ever had. <clears throat> My eyes are just like pouring water. It was good to test how waterproof the makeup was. And I, I can't catch my throat. And she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm trying to communicate to her that I am okay. But all I can really get out is like, I'm okay. Ugh. In between these huge coughs. <clears throat> and when, when that happens to me, I always want to go into another room because I feel really conspicuous. And I know the person's worried. Like, it happened here, actually. Who was I talking to? Oh, Chandler. Our fan Chandler uh, was here. And I was talking to him and someone else. And then all of a sudden, I just started choking. And then I went into the bathroom here and started coughing, which I know everyone can hear. But still, um, but yeah. So then finally, after I caught my breath, she was like, does that happen to you a lot? Are you okay? You're, you, you know, your health is important. And I just thought she must think I'm like a, a frail child in a Dickens novel who possibly has emphysema. 
But then I looked it up online and and I found a message board of people who are like, oh, my God, this happens to me as well. Um, so there's a, there's a small group of us. And it's awful. That was the general consensus. No one found any cures. Uh, although I know I think maybe there was like an inhaler or something. Um, but someone said it's like referred to it as like having a twitchy larynx. It's something where your larynx starts spasming, I think. I'm glad to know Ouch. there's actual medical explanation for fondling. Yeah. <laughs> but it's if anyone problem. else has if, but but for but I thought everyone has it happen every now and then, but I don't think that's the case. I had it happen to me recently, but you I did. think I was getting over being cuz I got sick that a couple weeks ago and I had it happen to me in church. Ugh. And it was quiet, you know, and I started like just just coughing like crazy i couldn't swallow i was like a mess so i ran out and i went to the bathroom and then this old guy who was in the hallway came in and checked on me and i was really embarrassed because yeah, you sound awful <laughs> you in do. the midst Hold on, of it this old guy came into the lady yeah. he like knocked on the door he's like are you okay i'm fine <laughs> old guys you get you get a pass right a lot of stuff. it's weird it was a little weird but i was embarrassed it's weird how much having a total coughing attack where like, your nose starts running and your eyes are watering it's it feels as if you just shit yourself in public. Yes. It's weird how yes. much it feels like you're, this is a I breach. I don't think it's that embarrassing. Unless Have you it's had like the you're, kind you're we're talking a... about? Because it's like very yeah, unattractive like where you're when, like flailing uh, around. Like, that's like the thing. When I, when it's we a whole eat, body. When I eat <laughs> almonds here and all the almond dust gets in my throat and I just can't stop coughing for, for a long time. The almond Inter- dust. Intermittent coughs though or like a full-on coughing attack where people think you're choking? Okay, maybe I haven't had that then. Never mind. It's always like you. Sorry, nobody's worried, me, nobody's worried like, about my life. <laughs> I just don't want that. Like people later to be like, "Oh my gosh, I heard what happened to you. Are you okay?" You're like, I don't want yes. that reaction yeah, it sounds, ever. It's almost like throwing up or something. <laughs> yeah. Like even also so, fondling, puking in your hoodie. It happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it happened to me at my parents' house, and my dad was in the room, and he's a doctor, and it, it's the <gasps> that scares people. And he goes, "Did you just take something?" Like he thought I was having – and I think that's the makeup person thought too. They both thought I was having allergic reactions to sure. something and was about to die. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just fondling. <laughs> I remember uh, one time I was at a uh, Christmas mass. It was like uh, – so the place is packed, the whole church, and everybody's standing. And the, the priest is giving his, his homily, and he's mic'd up and all of a sudden has something like that but ends up throwing up and runs oh, no. to the back. But his mic's still on, so we're all just listening to him <gasps> puke. And uh, yeah, it was – this, and then he and then another priest came up and and did the rest of the, the that mass is and then the awful yeah. and amusing yeah <laughs> so it is a little imagine that, that that's embarrassing that's a Christmas Eve you'll never forget yeah. <laughs> it's a family moment Kenneth Bohm says <clears throat> it seems like people don't know elevator etiquette anymore let people get off first then get on yes that's true I think I think if you're a guy you should always let the the lady on or off first oh really no matter what I always do that yeah well no that's true but I mean. In that scenario, you would let you would yeah. hopefully let all the people off, and then say to the lady that is standing next to you after you. Right. I have something to add to this. I don't think that this is what this person is talking about, but there's something to do with elevator etiquette. Oh, I, I right? read that. Yeah. Um, when everybody's in the elevator already, it's a full elevator, and the doors open, and you're standing at the front of the doors, and it's not your floor to get off. Get, get out. Yeah, off you the gotta let them out anyway. Nobody does that. That is what drives mm. me crazier than anything. Yeah. yeah. It's the person who stands in front of the door and then looks over their shoulder like, does anybody need to get off? Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe we do. That's why the door's open. Get out of the way. Mm, yeah. I feel like, though, 
Allison, you probably relate. When you live in New York, you get really good at like the whole because of subways, thing. yeah, like and elevators. You kind of like get good at like okay, people. Let's all work together here to get on and off these things. Yeah, I I had a weird elevator experience. I was in Vegas, and those those elevators fill up quickly, and you know you have your bag, and we and uh, it was full, but there's enough room for you know like one or two people. So my friend and I go in, and this girl was just so mad, and she's she, but she's not saying much. She's just muttering under her breath, and then just doing a lot of <sighs> like <laughs> on like our, the backs of our necks. Jeez. She, and I'm just thinking, like, we're already going up. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> we can't make this You're making faster. this way awkward. And I, I don't know. Maybe I just have a, a smaller personal space than she does. But it wasn't even that bad. Were she you must on... have been pretty close if you could feel her breath. Yeah. Right. Were you on the 15th floor in Chicago? No. Oh. I was on the 10th. Yeah. Our floor – on our floor, there was, a, there was a giant bank of elevators on every floor, I'm sure. It was, like, 15. But there was one up and down button. One for literally 15 elevators, uh-huh. and the down button was broken. <laughs> so I, the first time, walked all the way down 15 flights. The second time, I went up two floors and then went down. And then the third time, when I came to the elevator, there was another guest like walking up at the same time, and I was like, yeah, I think the elevator button's broken. He's like, yeah, I've been here for a couple of days. He walks up and just starts punching the shit out of it, and a fucking <laughs> elevator showed up right then. Wow. wow. And, then, the and then I did it later that night. Like We came back from the show, and we, me and Dawson were going back down to grab a beer or something, and I was like, watch this. And I just beat the shit out of his butt <laughs> showed up immediately. Nice. Fucking crazy. They'll that's show awesome. you forever not what beating this shit out of a button. That's probably why it was broken. I know. No, it was like, I don't know. It was like permanently lit up or something. Mm-hmm. So like it was the worst kind of broken because you would stand there and just assume it's coming. Oh, jeez. Hey, uh, before we move on to the next JMO, I know you're just talking about fondleering. I have to do a rosening. Oh, I've oh, got good. a piece so goddamn oh, yeah. bad I cannot Go for it. hold it. I'm right. so glad that's what I'm known for. There you go. Just wanted <laughs> to say that. DPN010 says, It doesn't seem right that bumping the small ground coffee-laden scoop against anything should make such a big mess. Yes. Mm. Yes. I, well, I think I've mentioned before I use the K-cups now, so I don't, so I don't have that mess to deal with. But I remember from my ground coffee in the coffee maker days how much and it was always like i thought i thought i could do it like i knew that i was kind of traveling the little scoop through a uh a a a high traffic area of my counter or something uh and then all of a sudden coffee everywhere yeah because it's so fine i don't i don't know anything i don't think i think think so it's that but also i think it's just because it's dark and it contrasts with a lot of like my countertop you can it, – it looks so messy just because of right. that. And, because, but when I do it with like sugar, I don't really notice it or Oh, salt. see, that would get sticky everywhere. What about salt? That, then you're fine. Oh. Well, I mean like I don't, I don't notice salt getting all Because you don't the place. see it. Yeah. Is that what and maybe it's just because I don't right. see it. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, it does get messy. Wait, I have a Mormon question. Sure. I think – I feel like Daniel mentioned something about some Mormon friend of his. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's not the question. It was Mormons not drinking caffeine. Do Mormons not drink caffeine? And then I said, but Jenna drinks Diet Coke all the time. Right. I wonder if she drinks caffeine-free. Nope. I drink caffeine. I The rule is no coffee or certain types of teas, teas that have caffeine usually. But, uh, yeah, it's a loophole. <laughs> There's a – yeah. There's... It's a loophole. I and, and most Mormons will drink soda with caffeine in it. They will. Okay, because mm-hmm. I my best friend growing up was Mormon and I feel – I. Pretty sure her mom only drank caffeine free soda. Growing up in our house, my mom would only buy caffeine free soda, but if we were like at a restaurant or something, 
she didn't care. And I just started drinking it. And uh, I don't know. Most of my friends drink caffeine. We just don't drink coffee. And it's it's just because that's what it says in the rules. It says no coffee as opposed to no caffeine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nowhere does it say no caffeine. Is it explained why you're not supposed um, to have coffee? Yes. I th- For me and what I've grown up believing and being taught is that even with like Diet Coke um, – like the Mormons believe moderation in all things. So coffee is so addictive. I think that that's why it was just something to like keep you away from like depending on it, you know. Um, so I've always lived the lifestyle of like if I have to f- drink a Diet Coke to function, I have to stop drinking it for a while. Like I'll go off of it for a while mm-hmm. so that I can like live without it, feel OK about it and then I'll, I'll drink it. But um, so I think it's more of like the coffee thing was set up so that people just didn't have another like addiction in their life. Mm-hmm. Have you had decaf before or have you had coffee? Like, you yeah, know, I've co- had you, coffee, like, you know, decaf coffee flavor. Uh-huh. Oh. I just but because I never grew up drinking it, I don't like it. You know, I yeah. do like the smell of it a lot. But for some reason, I did. I moved to New York and thought I was so cool and like went to Starbucks and got my decaf, like thinking like, this is so exciting. I feel so grown up, <laughs> oh, you know, and uh, hated it. And I was so sad. <laughs> that's that's like the equivalent of me uh, when I was like in fifth grade. Sagging was so cool. But I wouldn't. But I don't want to. Sagging your pants? Oh, yeah. Sagging was right, like fifth grade. That was the thing. Yeah, sagging, sagging and pogs. Yeah, that was fifth grade. So you walk around oh, yeah. sagging, which is where you wa- you wear, you know, you're you're like fondleering, but like all the time you're wearing your, your butt <laughs> Matt out. crack is not fondleering. <laughs> Stop. Anyways, I liked it, but I was using people, but I didn't like I didn't like people seeing my underwear, so I'd wear basketball shorts under my <laughs> under my uh, <laughs> under my jeans, and I'd still be able to sag, yet still not have to show my butt. That's right. I think so think about it, sag- Matt. Well, hold on. Sagging, if I'm not mistaken, you never showed your butt crack. No, it's it's when it's you like was, when you sag. Like you, most of those people had a pair of like boxers or basketball shorts yeah. on because you get you had to see like the, the shorts. top half of their shorts yeah. down to their knee or something. It's like the guys who wear like those extravagant socks that when they sit down, you can you know it's like oh how about that like sagging the same way. It's like oh nice nice boxers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Gary's <laughs> giving me a weird look. Let's move on. It's like an, it's like an upskirt for your ankle when they do that, you know. <laughs> Megan Folkert says, "Just me or everyone?" Pausing before replying so that the person you're in a conversation with doesn't think you're too eager. Yes. Well, a couple things about that. One, I have that. Yeah, just because I don't. Just because it's sometimes it's when you send an email to a person you don't know that well. It's sometimes weird when it comes back like instantly, especially if it's late on a Friday or Saturday night, although I never mind it, but it just is always like, oh, I don't know. It You usually email within that cushion of feeling like there's sort of a, a safety bubble around an email. Um, it becomes too much like an actual conversation. So sometimes <laughs> I'll pause in that way. But then also, I think if you set up the precedent that you reply right away, then if you ever don't, that can be telling in a way that you don't want it to. It's so weird. Yeah, I, like I'll be looking at my phone. I'll get a text message. And, you know, so on my phone's right here. I see the message. I could reply any second. But no, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm going to wait a little bit. I don't want you thinking. Sometimes if I do that, I'll forget to reply, uh, yeah. though. I know. I've done that, too. Yeah. That's my only problem with that. But I I get the, the sentiment. But this person's talking about in person, though, not online exchange. Is that correct? 
That's kind of what I read about it. Is oh, I read it in person. I thought in person too, but then it makes more sense, don't you think? Well, I would say to what she's saying. She said replying, which is an email type word to me. Oh, see, I, okay. Yeah, I guess that's But no, fine. maybe you're right though. I think that is a way to sound breezy. <laughs> it's it's in a weird way. It's almost like a power move. It's sort of like – it's almost like it, – I think of it as an interview technique where if you jump onto that person with a second question, you don't give them time to give you a response, then you're missing an opportunity. But when you're conversing with somebody just as a friend, it's sort of like like you're it's a power move. Like you're you waiting for them to respond. You don't need to say anything else. You let them fill that awkward silence. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but that's true. Would, you know, do you mean interviewing someone like for a job interview or interviewing them on air? Because I do know that that is a technique that I've heard, which is if you don't say anything, they will often – I think you just said that – fill that silence. Exactly. I was – and they'll in an interview, interview standpoint. That's what I meant. But when you're talking to somebody yeah. who you're not interviewing and then you, you do that pause to let them respond, let what you just said sink in, I think it's a little bit of a power move. Not to say that I don't do it or that it's not something that you can do. Power move, like in a negative way. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of a negative connotation to it. You're, I think, if I'm having a conversation with my best friend, I'm not going to deliberately wait to respond to them. Right. When I got married, I was so nervous, and the guy who married us actually was Alan's grandpa. He, <laughs> I was so nervous that I was like following every word he was saying, and as soon as it was my turn to say like I do. I like said it so fast and I was so embarrassed because it was funny. like like I like jumped on it like and Alan made fun of me big time after that because he's like whoa you really wanted to marry me <laughs> <laughs> like settle down <laughs> uh, yeah isn't it funny that being eager is not really like it's I think eagerness is actually attractive or fetching or cute in another person but no one really wants to think of no one wants to think they're coming across as eager totally i don't know i've heard i've talked to girls and they they'll say oh yeah the, the boy texted me like the same night so weird and i'm just thinking why is that weird i feel like if you liked him it wouldn't be weird yeah correct maybe that's what it is i don't know it's for me that all the those rules are all established by the movie swingers where you gotta you gotta wait three days you don't want to scare off a beautiful oh my baby God. I, totally, I totally think three days is too long in this day and age shit happens faster oh yeah, yeah. I think three days she is could too be long. married swingers, to someone else swingers was released in a pre Twitter <laughs> right. Facebook era I, I'm sure that they would change that rule I think but in, the principle yeah. still the if same. I meet a girl and I like her I'm tagging you in all my photos <laughs> no I <laughs> think kind of, now all the ones she's not in all, all the ones I took of her when she was it's like right next to your head. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you would be. <laughs> this could be you. I think if you go out with someone and you like them, I think letting them know that night. Well, see, it used to be that you would call them mm. to ask them out. But now it's usually going to be a text it's or something. Text so I think now, letting yeah. them – well, see, Matt's shaking his head. I feel like letting them know like that night or the next night is good. I mean, I listen, it's, I think it's very different from a guy versus a girl. As a guy – I'm talking I, about for a guy. For a guy, if I met a girl that night, I I don't know. I would probably be more likely to do like a number exchange at the place where we no, met. I, no, I mean you you went out on a date with a girl. How soon do you get in touch after that? Let me let me let me give it to you. Uh, this, right. is this is different. We're Let's talking about let different Chris things. Chris handle this because Chris is a no, pimp. No, I'm not a pimp. I'm not, I'm not a P-I-M-P, but I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Um, what you do is you, you you meet the girl and and you you do text the same night, but not 
a request. It's hey, it was really nice. This is Chris. It was really nice meeting you tonight. And then, and then maybe like two days later, a day later, that's, when you, that's big... when you say, hey, like maybe we should do something. And then you send a dick pic. Yeah. Well, no, that's no, all, you... no, the first one was a dick before, pic. Before the okay. dick pic, you said big, you send you. one that and says Big Punisher still got what you're looking for. <laughs> you girls should but... take the show back from the three of us. No, <laughs> she wasn't enjoying this. No, we're pulling the power move. Oh, that's right. Nice. I'm just enjoying circle. the way that, like, as soon as you were like, yeah, I'm a pimp, you leaned back in your oh, chair yeah, and, he's and doing the picked lead. up your microphone. As if it was a was chalice. Like, Whatever. <laughs> But I, but that but happen. seriously though, as a guy, it there is a risk of coming off like you're way too eager when you're first meeting somebody. Yeah. And as a girl, I mean, as a girl, I'm not, but I could understand how a girl would be freaked out by that. Yeah. If we just met and like, wow, that guy was super cool. He's a little mysterious, and then you get a bunch of texts and missed calls when you get home. You're not going to oh, be no. interested in a that guy. Oh no, a bunch. That, no, that that would be shooting yourself in the foot. I I had a weird thing. I saw one of my friends do. He he would wait a while to f- ask them to be their friend on Facebook. Like, oh, we're not. I can't ask yet. I have to wait a little bit. Yeah, we just met. So something like that too. And I think that's weird. Really? Yeah. I, don't... I I I I feel like all of that is filed under communication. So if they ask you to be their friend on Facebook, that's similar to a text. And it means they googled you or searched for you. Yeah, I mean it's all kind of the same thing. I think. I don't know. What if a girl – you meet a girl. You both kind of like each other. What if she texts you first? They should. Says, I wish they would. I, I wish. Says, it was great to meet you. I think then girls you call all your friends and brag. a little more yeah. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. It's on. Oh, yeah. Screenshot. Texted all my all my dudes. Okay. I don't know if that would like – ugh. She texted me first. No, I don't know if no that way. like – Not if they never, like never, you. Not if you're interested. But if, they, yeah, right, but if okay, you're not, okay, then, okay. then, then they know they can hit it. Yeah. Right? But going no. back, but it's almost like, but it's almost like, no, like Jesus, clingy, like. Okay. See, no. that's the downside to the girl ever reaching out. Yep. No, no, see, no. Girls, do not know. listen to that. Please reach yeah. out. No, please reach out. Guy that you text, like. No one text. will ever tell you that that's how they feel. I know. That's why we're talking about. It. I know. It's not comforting. That's why we're talking about it. Well, I mean, I guess it just depends on if how you like that or not. Converse, yeah, and how the whole first conversation was initiated i can say that there have been a couple girls that i've dated long term that started with me giving my number when we met and that's it i don't get a phone number or anything back and so when i get a text back from the number that i gave i understand that it's it's on i'm just probably not going to text back within 30 seconds right no yeah, it's true not going to happen probably the same day i mean i absolutely would <laughs> get back to somebody who put themselves out on the line like that but I don't even think that exchange it never seems to happen on that same day. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about how soon you get in touch after the first date. Yeah, but I would say for guys, getting that first date is probably a goal that you shouldn't be thinking ahead of yet. Why don't you get that first date and then we can start talking about how you respond after you have your first date. I think for right. a lot of guys it's kind of tricky to even get that date. Yeah, get, right. get that foot in the door right. Right. before you. Right. Yeah. But back to, back to the <laughs> eagerness thing. I remember when I um, was writing for Rolling Stone when I was in my early 20s and I went to New York and I was I met the editor that I was working with in person. And he said something like you don't – he said in an offhand way, you don't seem like a lot of the people who write for Rolling Stone. And I said, how do you mean? And he said, you, you just – you come – you seem very eager. 
or like young and eager or something, which it could have been like he said, like, you smell like fish and you're ugly. (laughs) 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 Which (laughs) that's the worst thing ever. I feel like that came out of that. I pulled that out of nowhere, but I suspect that has roots somewhere in my truly tasteless joke book. I feel like that's the punchline for a joke. Plenty of jokes. But anyway, um, it, I felt so horrified that he would say that. And the funny thing is that now, being older and looking back on it, I see that that really was not an insult at all. That's actually exactly who you – if you're just starting out in your professional career and you're in your early 20s or however old you are, you should come off as young and eager. Mm-hmm. Like that's – because something that I find unattractive now, not talking about romance but in work uh, – Young people who should be eager, who act too cool professionally, like I don't think anyone wants to work around that. No, that's the worst. So be cool with the ladies and the dudes, (laughs) but be enthusiastic in your professional life. That's what I would say. I Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. All my emails, at least one exclamation point. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) For the longest time, for the longest time, I had a real issue with multiple exclamation points. And then somehow I crossed over and now I'm never going back. (laughs) Like, I rarely say thanks without two or three. I'm the same way. I, I overuse them. But I just feel like if I don't, people are going to think I'm being serious. Yeah, I can't put a period after thanks. I can't. No, it sounds like thanks. Yeah. Yes. I remember like I mean it. another time I, I met someone in New York uh, who I had mostly only corresponded with on email and like and he knew me from Facebook and stuff. It, it wasn't a romantic thing. It was more of a professional thing. But And he, what he said to me was – you're so much more smiley online, which I thought was him saying, like, you seem sullen and morose, which it may have been. And then I was like, oh, you know, and then he's like, no, no, I, I like it better. I like you better in person because he was like super antisocial. But it made me I think I do come across as pretty perky in my emails. I'm not that perky in person. I think <laughs> I, um, I think a lot of your writing you come off very perky. Like get you on your Thank website? You? No, no. Yeah, it, I yeah. Think no, it's I know. Good. I do. I, I kind of have a yeah. It's yeah. sort of like the, my voice. Cheerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Minute Maniac says, "Just me or everyone? Uh, oh, just me or everyone's make me say aloud. Yep, me too. Or that's just weird. Rarely any in between. That's kind of what it's like for me. Except I have a microphone in front of my face, so I have to think of more things to say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, most of the JMOs. Yep. Or nap. And lastly, Amy McMahon Holland says, feel a natural affinity to people who share my birthday. G. Patrick Smith, December 23rd. He doesn't feel anything. That's your birthday? That's not my birthday. Oh. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I was going to say, why didn't I? We say happy birthday to you. No, that's not my no, birthday. I, yeah, I feel like that's, we would have commented about how close it is to Christmas. It's like a week later, so it's close. Yeah. Oh, no. We might have, you know what, you know what might have happened is it might have gotten mentioned on a show that aired later. Oh, maybe. I think we were. We recorded some stuff on my birthday. So that connection that she's feeling oh, is not there. Yeah. yeah, but I share an affinity for people that share my birthday yeah, too. You're I just not too. one of them. Yeah. I have no, <laughs> I've known for a long time that Jonathan Taylor Thomas and I are soulmates, and wow. it's because we have the same birthday. See, I don't feel it with celebrities. I feel it with other people I actually know in the real world. Like there's a girl I went to high school with who we like text or call each other almost every year. We're not really not friendly anymore. Yeah. Like, we're, I mean, we're friendly, but we don't talk any other time of year. But yeah, just yeah, growing up, there was a girl in my class right. that had my birthday, and we always was like twinsies with our birthdays. Except now, I don't know where she is. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I think of her only on this show. I should. I wish I could say I think of her every year, but I don't. But now I will 
But yeah, I feel that affinity with people. Or with, with Allisons who spell their name with one L as well. Or I mean any Allison, but especially if they spell it my way, then I feel that affinity. Yep. Matt, do you feel an affinity for Matt's? I imagine you – or Chris, you guys have really common names. Yeah. yeah, I don't really feel the connection with Matt so much. I think in high school there were so many Matt's in my high school that I just kind of got tired of it. What is always interesting to me is when movie characters have the name Matt and I always – for some reason, I analyze the personality of that character versus my own character, my own self, <laughs> which is somewhat of a character, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yes. But then I wonder, you know, oh, what is it about my name, Matt, that makes me the way that I am? And why does the name Matt make this fictional right. character so much different? I Yes. Yes. Right? A lot I'll, of douchebags named Gary in movies. A lot of yeah. douchebags named Matt in movies also. There's either cheerleaders or nerds named Allison. It's weird. There's a lot of range in Jenna's that. Jenna's are always like mean, biatchy girls, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of like a valley girl yeah. name. Uh-huh. Chris? Chris O'Donnell is Robin. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> uh, there's another Chris Loxamana that I feel there's a connection to. He has, oh, my, he has my full name. Yeah. And there's like, we're going to meet one day, I think. One day. It'll happen. You know what you need to do before you meet him? What? You need to get all groomed and hairless. Uh, it's a new year. I'm it's not going to meet him, Harry. You would never. No. You would never meet Absolutely. him, Harry. <laughs> Chris would never meet Chris Harry. It's time for a new you. Start off the year with a gift for yourself. The No-No offers pain-free professional treatments that could be performed in the comfort of your own home. Stop spending money on expensive laser treatments or waxing. It's messy. It's inconvenient. The No-No is none of that. It is the size of a cell phone, totally portable, safe to use on your body and face. It doesn't hurt at all. No, no pulling, tearing, scraping. You just glide it along your skin. There's this little LED readout, and it tells you if you're doing it right. Uh, and I was initially concerned, like, what if it hurts? But then I conquered my fears and I tried it and not only does it not hurt but I actually didn't even feel it at all and by the way I was a big scaredy cat ahead of time uh, but uh, then I I used it and it was great you get weeks of long lasting results uh, and by the way, the no no works on all skin types, all hair colors, and is safe and effective for both men and women. So here's an exclusive offer just for you guys. Go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800 508 4815. Once again, that's nonobestfriend.com or call 800 508 4815. And what you get is the no-no device, you get an exclusive facial kit, you get a super snazzy travel case, and your entire purchase is backed by their triple guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them. So you don't risk a penny to try the no-no. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay. Thank you guys so much. This was a super long episode. This was like an extended, holy cow, (laughs) bonus episode. Um, So... uh, don't get too used to it. But if you want more bonus Allison Rosen is your new best friend, check out the episode that we recorded live at the L.A. Podcast Festival. You can get it in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. It is $1.99. And it features Doug Benson and Matt Costa and me and Matt and Chris and Gary. And the genesis of the butter sandwich debate is in that episode. So if you're a fan, you pretty much need that episode. Also, we have a ringtone. Hey, hey. Go fuck yourself. You need this, and you can get that by searching Hey, Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, maybe you want to buy one of those cane things. That Chris, cane. That's right. That Chris, I got mine on Amazon. Yeah. Daniel got his on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, click through the banner on my website at allisonrosen.com. I hope you click through my banner. Always. 
Thank you. Bookmarked, actually. Love that. Click the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Bookmark it, just like Chris did. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, at alisonrosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed, at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. You can email us, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, at adamcrowell.com. For Gary, go to at gpatricksmith. For Matt. Go to therewillbespoilers.com. This week, there will be Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sad oh, topic. yeah. But two of my closest friends, former roommates... Two of the fucking funniest improvisers I've ever known. They came over for their 10th or 11th time on my show. And we had a good laugh. So, yeah. There will be spoilers. <laughs> that that funny. Yeah. No, no, no. We laughed way too hard at some jokes that we absolutely should not have. Uh-oh. But at the same time, we're trying to celebrate the guy's life. You yeah. know, he's a brilliant actor. So, um, hopefully, you don't get offended. I only want you to enjoy. There will be spoilers.com. All right. Chris? Um, this week was kind of cool for me because I booked two guests on Corolla Digital Shows. Uh, AJ McLean, who is on Adam Corolla Shows. So oh, my been... God. I meant to tell you, Jenna. Backstreet Boys. You're a huge. Best... Huge. Yeah. I, oh. I can't I believe yeah. I forgot to mention this. I was this. speechless here for a minute thinking, is it really? Yeah. I, my I Backstreet was sitting, Boys? I forgot. <laughs> Jenna, I'm so sorry. I was sitting across from him and I was like, I wish I could. I like I need to communicate this. Like, what Should I take a photo with him? What should I do? <laughs> Jenna, Jenna. That's what I thought. That's and then I awesome. completely don't Forgot. even worry about I'm it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I sat across from AJ McLean. How was it? it? He's funny. He has manicured nails. And I was... Yeah. Have you rings, seen his nails? Rings, bracelets, painted nails. He's kind yeah. of like the edgy one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was the but bad he was boy. cool. Good. So yeah. you booked him? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I met him and I asked him to come on. And nice. he came on. I thought he did a really great interview. So Jenna, if you want to listen to it. I do. It's, uh, it was uh, this week on Adam Kroll's show. And then uh, Art Alexakis is on Adam and Drew's show today. Uh, from Everclear. So after you're done listening to this, check that episode out. Did you book that too? Yeah. How who how I, are you doing this? I'm, I uh, I went to NAM, the the National Association of Music Merchants show, and I just saw him there, and I talked to him for a while, and then I just asked him to come on, and they came on. <laughs> yeah. Is that where That's you saw awesome. AJ as well? Yeah. Which one was your favorite, Jenna? Uh, I I bounced around. I they've all been my favorite at one point or another. However, AJ is by far the best singer. Of all of them, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Really you know nice they're about guy. to go on tour again. Oh yeah, yeah. They're going to Europe. They're going to Europe for a couple, uh, but... couple months. But uh, I'll get them back in here. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll let there. you know. Oh my gosh, amazing. And for okay, so that's where you go for Chris and for yes. Jenna. Go to uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm not on Headline Punchline this week because I'm going to be in New York for a job, so I couldn't do both. But uh, I am so grateful for all the votes. I'll be back on it probably next week or the week after. So I'll let you know. But follow me on Twitter. All right. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show.
This is Corolla Digital. Only new Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal Cat Litter guarantees an odor-free home for seven days. My name is Erin. I manage a pet sitting company. I honestly feel like I have the most experience with litter boxes of any person I know. Clump & Seal is totally different. Even after seven days, I did not notice any odor. You're not getting the dust that comes up. There was some sort of sealing magic happening. New Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal Cat Litter. Seven-day odor-free home guaranteed. Look on the package for $3 off. Buy a box. See what you think in seven days because it's legit. 